Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. This is your cousin, Brucey, and you are listening to TV Confidential. And now, not confidential, here's Cousin Ed. the top of the program that Michael Nesmith passed away last week. Michael Nesmith, the wool-headed guitarist of the Monkees, who also pioneered the country rock sound of the 1970s and was a pioneer of music videos in the 1980s. Michael Nesmith passed away Friday, December 10th at the age of 78. Our friend Chuck Harder interviewed Michael Nesmith, along with Mickey Dolenz, Peter Tork, and Davy Jones as part of Hey, Hey! were the Monkees, an excellent documentary on the history of the Monkees that originally aired on the Disney Channel. You might recall that Chuck Carter joined us in the studio back in April 2018 for a two-hour tribute to the Monkees, in which Chuck also performed three Monkees tunes, one of which, Sunny Girlfriend, was written by Michael Nesmith. We will hear Chuck perform those tunes in just a second, but first, as we pick up the conversation, Chuck is providing the backstory of his history with the monkeys. I've had a strange life with the monkeys. I was a fan for so many years. And then um, before the documentary, I formed a monkeys tribute band with a guy. And we were called the Missing Links. And we had a Davey, a Peter, a Mickey. I was Mike. And we had a fifth guy on stage who... I'm holding the CD up to the microphone. Okay, well, they can't <laughs> see it, but we look just like them. And anyway, we had a fifth guy who was Chip Douglas, who could play the extra guitar parts and so forth. And we were really good. We did three complete sets of Monkees material. We were a self-contained band. We all grew our hair. We didn't have wigs. We looked like them, and we acted them, and we were very good. Now, here's the funny thing. At that time, the four of us, the four missing links, not in the red shirts, but in sort of 60s retro clothes, sometimes I'd wear the green hat, sometimes not, we would walk down Hollywood Boulevard or go to rock clubs where grunge bands or indie bands were playing or whatever, heavy metal bands. And we'd walk in or walk down the street and everybody went crazy. And just walking down Hollywood Boulevard, it's the monkeys, it's the monkeys. And it was people of every conceivable age and race, bums in the street, you know, uh, old Why people, Why did you point to me people. when you said bums? Well, because <laughs> you're... No, I'm just, I'm just... No, but it was everybody. It was yeah. like as if the Munsters walked down yeah. the street. Yeah. And so they knew who the we were. looks from. <laughs> and we're just monkeying around. But it was weird. We'd go, in, we'd, we'd go to the Rainbow oh, wow. on Sunset and yeah. go there, and it's one in the morning. Of course, everybody's there on every conceivable and we'd walk in and they'd go crazy and and all these heavy metal tattooed you know i don't even know what you can call chicks women or whatever you know but they would see our davy and (gasps) you know and scared him a few times because these biker women were coming up and you know he was like whoa you know and they wanted him because they They, used to watch the show right they used to see the show (laughs) yeah they'd leave marks that wouldn't show (laughs) no but it was it was cool so we we worked the tunes up so no we in that case we just tried to do tunes from the period yeah you know and then we change you know in the second set 
two of them would wear the shirts and we'd change. And the third and said, I, you, I would you, dress you up. You the aviator glasses. And yeah, you, and I would look like Glenn Campbell yeah, in, the, yeah. in the third season with the yeah. aviator or the third yeah. set with yeah. the American flag tie or whatever. But we were quite good. But the key is just, you know, they're good songs. Yeah. That's the thing. If, if, if you perform them, they're really good. But you know? it kind of goes back to the early argument. If a tribute band has so many different layers and how they do this... And it's not like you're making stuff up. You're actually paying right. homage, mm -hmm. and there's different layers and textures and all that. Again, why aren't they considered real for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Well, no, ab <laughs> absolutely. And in the case of The Missing Links, we had a difficult time because we had to get guys who looked like the monkeys. Mm -hmm. And people knew who the monkeys looked like from the TV show for so many years. Plus, we had to have guys who could play and sing the parts, and we had to have guys who could be funny. So yeah. it was tough. It took a long time to yeah. find our Mickey, you know what or, I mean? Are you being kept out of the Tribute Band Hall of Fame? Or? Well, that's, <laughs> we can talk about that after the microphones are off. There were incidents, but uh, yeah. it's all behind me now, yeah. and it, I, I love every one of them. There you go. No, I do, but that's the thing. And, and that's why they, they should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Jan and Dean should be in... Uh, Tommy James and the Shondells should be in, the Guess Who should be in, the list goes on. Mm -hmm. But they're pop groups with hit singles, and so they're not real. And it's not just the monkeys. The turtles should get in. They'll never get in. you know. And that is prejudices from the people that run it. And unless they have a Tom Hanks or Ahmed Erdogan got the Young Rascals in, or whoever it is, or the Beach Boys got in because Brian Wilson is, you know, a legend and all that kind of thing. So it's unfortunate. But yes, the Monkees absolutely should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were a real rock band. They did it. And Jones got so nuts watching the video that night, he called hey, the man. other three screaming. <laughs> yeah, man, man, I'm telling you, man, you've got to see this, man. Oh, it was glorious. It was glorious. We have a listener email uh, with a question about uh, Harry Nielsen. We'll ask that in just a second. But first, I have a question about I'm a believer. Right. It's, 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 it's more of a comment about right. an aha moment I had last night as I was getting our show uh -huh. uh, ready. Now, up until last night, I was of the opinion that either, even though Neil Diamond wrote I'm a Believer, it's his song. Mm -hmm. Having heard Neil Diamond perform that song twice, including once in person, mm -hmm. even though Neil Diamond, when I saw him 10 years ago, puts on a great show, gave you his money's worth, worked the crowd, can still dance and yeah. boogie on stage. I mean, great shape, consummate performer, brilliant songwriter. I up until last night I was of the opinion that Neil Diamond should never sing I'm a believer because it doesn't sound the same when he sings it until I heard the original cut from one of his albums 66 oh, Yeah, 67. when he was on Bang Records. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is almost the same it's arrangement. Close to the same it's arrangement. very close to the same close. arrangement. Right. And I said, "Okay, that's different. I mean, I, and that's that, that's a good arrangement. Although I still I still prefer Mickey's voice. Well, sure, because that's the hit you know, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, Neil Diamond knew Kirshner. Yeah. He, he had been a staff writer at the Brill Building, and so you know, here's a piece of the pie. This is going to sell big, and so the songwriting royalties. Because Neil Diamond was just getting started then. He had a couple of early hits, Jerry, you know, Jerry. so he's yeah, and he's starting to to, to go, but. Um, 
Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, the songs are good, you know, and that's, that's again, my argument. I still think the TV show is the best thing, but it's, it's really down to Harold Bronson and Andrew Sandoval and, and a few others who really push through that, yes, the music had validity. Yes, it's great. And, and if younger people who are, and a lot of them are into retro, I guess they call it, they really like it. And it's interesting to look at a YouTube clip of a vintage monkey song or performance mm -hmm. because comments, the whole world is comments now. I got to write yeah. a song called Comments. That's all anybody <laughs> does anymore. Or M Joy or E Joy. What are those little yellow Imagine things? Emotions. Those things. I, people send me that. I go, what? Smile faces and they're sneering. I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I don't know what this is. But now I know. Now I know. But anyway, you look under and you see the comments, and half of them are, oh, I remember that. I was in high school and I liked it. The other, like I'm 16 music sucks ass these days these guys are great so yeah. it's nice to see yeah. young people are if they can it. see it yeah. or any type of older music 60s 70s or 80s you know they see the Bee Gees they go crazy or whatever it is so the music is valid and it has lasted yeah. mm -hmm. and what a wonderful thing yeah. you know we have a listener uh, Mark listening to us in San Francisco has a question about uh, Harry Nielsen's, uh, specifically the song Cuddly Toy. Uh, Cuddly Toy was the title to a hit song by the Monkees on their Pisces, Aquarius, Capricorn, and Jones album. It was also the first song that Nielsen wrote that went on to become a hit and arguably the song that put Nielsen on the pop music map. Now, yeah, for the most part. Now, yeah. Mark also notes that uh, Nielsen wrote the theme to Courtship of Eddie's Father. Ah, and I hadn't thought of this. Tell but, you about my best friend. He's the one. And one of the lyrics is, he's uh, my pride and joy, my up, my down, my cuddly toy. Oh. And so Mark wonders, was that an homage? Do you know whether that's, I mean, because you, you knew Harry. So was that, do you know? Well, it never came up, but okay. uh, coincidence, I would say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, because he, he had to write, the theme for a show about Bill Bixby and a kid, you know, without a mom. And I, I don't know. I, I'm sorry, uh, Mark in San Francisco. I don't have an answer for that. <laughs> but uh, Harry Nilsson was a great writer, and Davey loved him, man. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But it's a great tune. And Nilsson's version, which uh, is, here's a funny story. Nilsson, I think, had Cuddly Toy in his second album when it first came out, and they pulled it off because the Monkees had the hit. And they replaced it with another track. Huh. So, huh. anyway. But let's get back to the monkey show. Can we? <laughs> yeah. I thought we're doing that. Oh, okay. No, no we're talking about the music. Because the music man. and the show, they're, no, they're interchangeable, I'm, man. I'm just playing. No, they're interchangeable, man. Okay, man. I just like to say man. I know. I know. Everybody <laughs> should it's say quite, it. It's quite addicting. It yeah. is. That's right, man. Chuck Harder is with us, along with Tony Figueroa and Donna Allen, as we devote this hour to the history of the monkeys as part of our remembrance of Michael Nesmith. Michael Nesmith passed away Friday, December 10th at the age of 78. Take a quick time out, then we'll continue our conversation with Chuck here on TV Confidential. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Be part of our conversation. You 
like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.